So we are just going to the second part. Um, tell your neighbor vision. Vision. Tell your neighbor vision. Vision. Shari, say vision. Vision. Yes. I explained to you last week that vision is a having, when you have a, a vision, is a vivid description of uh, your desired future. And I just want to run through the slides quickly because I've already shared them last week. And then we go to the second part, which I have not shared. I said, a man with a clear vision for their lives lives a purposeful life. If you have a clear vision for your life, you live what? Purposeful life. A what? Purposeful life. Yes, if you have a clear vision for your life, you live a purposeful life. And a man without a clear vision for their lives lives a very loose life. When you don't have a clear vision for your life, you live a loose life. You have a purposeful life because you know where you are directed. You know what you want. You know where you are headed. Everything is clear in your mind. And so you, your life becomes productive and useful. Go to the next point. I'm not staying in time. I said vision simplifies your life and keeps you focused on the major things. When you have a vision, it simplifies your life and keeps you focused on the major things. On the major things. Like I gave an example. If you, um, um, Nancy used um, herself, um, gave us what she wanted to do for next year, that she wants to study the word of God so that she can also teach others. And so, if you desire to know more of the word of God in the coming year, so that you can also um, bless others with the knowledge of the word, and someone calls you to come for a party, and you know you, have also, you are also supposed to be in a discipleship class that is supposed to train you, which one do you go? You go to your discipleship class because that is in line with your vision. You don't just waste, go, I mean, waste your time and go to a party that has got no bearing to your vision. Are you following me? Yes, Every single day of your life, everything you do should be in line with your vision. Your vision should motivate you to do what you do. So when you, are, uh, you have options and choices to make, you ask yourself, which of these choices align with my vision? Um, if I go here, does it support my vision? Does it help me to become a better version of myself? Does it draw me closer to achieving my vision or it draws me away from it? So when you have a clear vision, it helps you live a simplified life and it keeps you focused on the major things. Um, take me back briefly for one, one second. Yeah, I said when you... You, you, I said to you in the morning, you cannot, you are not born to do everything. Say, I'm not born to do everything. I'm not born to do everything. Yes, you are not born to do everything and you can't even do everything. And so you, you need to understand, you cannot spend your time trying to do everything. You have to, I mean, set your time and your life apart to do what is necessary. Amen? Amen. Number three, your vision controls the choices you make. Amen? Amen. Yes. Your vision controls what? The choices you make. If you have a vision, it helps you to make what? The right choices. You must make choices that is in line with your vision. Next point, quickly. Your vision gives you your? Destination. Yes, vision gives you your destination. My vision 
gives me my destination. I know where I'm headed. I know how I want um, 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 my life to be like. And I, told, I showed you the image of the building that we're going to build um, 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 when, when we move to our land. I use that as an illustration. If you can show me, I said, if, you, if we desire to build that building and we have not achieved that kind of a building, we don't stop. Tell your neighbor, we don't stop. We don't stop. Not until we have achieved and we've got what looks like exactly what we desire to build. So the vision we have is to produce that. Anything short of that, we are not taking. Amen? Amen. Are we together? Yes. Yes, and I said to you, before we started this church, those of you that used to watch me online, I actually showed a picture in a video of how this auditorium will look like. And we produced exactly what? That. In fact, it even became better than what we showed in pictures. And that is how it's supposed to be. Before we came here, I had a video of how this auditorium will look like. And some, how many of you saw it last? Those of you that saw it online? Did we not produce the same thing? We actually produce similar and the same and even better. Why? Because in my mind's eye, what we produce in vision is what we bring in reality. So vision gives you what? A destination. Number Next point, quickly. Number five. Your life is controlled with direction when you have what? Yes. When your life is controlled with what? Direction when you have a vision. Let me illustrate something here. Um, can I have um, um, some of you guys come here? Yes, two of you come quickly. Yes. Now, let's say you are going to, which country do you desire to go to? England. Yes, you look like an Englishman. I can tell. He said he wants to go to England. Now, you stand here. And if you fly from, let me try to look at the map. If you fly from Nairobi, going to England, you have to pass through South Sudan, pass through Algeria, pass through uh, Egypt. Yeah. So now, let's assume, start walking, and he's going to where? England. Let's assume he's going to where? His destination is where? Now, if his destination is England, and he's, let's say he gets to Greece, call him. Now, come he says come now so he moves let's assume this place is Greece or Poland in as much as it looks like a western country that is not his what that is not his what if he settles here what would have happened he would have been distracted from his original vision and destination amen if he doesn't know, come back here. If he does not have a clear vision of what he wants in life, and this way, even when he gets to South Sudan and somebody calls him, he will still what? End there, and that place becomes a destination. Why? Because he does not have direction. When you don't have a clear vision for your life, every place becomes a destination. Did you hear what I said? When you don't have a clear vision for your life, every place in your life becomes what? A destination. Anything, you quit and stop at anything. Because as long as it looks good and sounds good and smells right, you feel like this is it. But I pray that God will grant you a direction. Amen? And a vision for your life. Yes, next point. 
Number six, your vision makes you what? And what? Yes. Let's go to the next point for seven. I said vision is people sensitive. Tell me about vision is people sensitive. Vision is people sensitive. I said to you, God will align people in your life to help you fulfill your vision. Once you have that vision, God will bring the right people to you. Amen. And I pray that may Jehovah God align the right people to help you fulfill your vision. I receive. If you are here, shout, I receive it. I receive it. See, the word, can you write this word for me? Provision. Provision. In block letters. You write provision in block letters. And then you write pro and dash and vision. I want to show you something. One below the other. See, God will make sure that anybody that needs to align with your life to help you get to where you are supposed to get to, he will bring that person. But most of the time, what happens is that most of us, number one, we are not sensitive. Tell your neighbor, we are not sensitive. Yeah, yeah, you are not sensitive to know that the person God has brought into your life is to help you fulfill your vision and achieve and get to where you are going. So guess what? You treat them anyhow. And you lose that connection. You lose that blessing that that person was supposed to bring into your life. Forgetting that you have been praying for God to come your way. But guess what? When God brought the right person your way, you were not sensitive enough to connect with them to help you get to where you are supposed to get to. In as much as God will bring people your way, you need to understand that, watch this, not every good person is good for you. Say after me, not every good man, not every good man is good for me. Is good for me. Now say it again, not every good man, not every good man is good for me. Is good for me. Yes, there are some people, they are naturally good, but they are not good for you because they are not cut out for your vision. Hello? Hello? It's not that they are bad people. Yes, they are not bad people. They are good. But for you, they are not good for your vision. And you need the wisdom and the sensitivity to understand that John is good. Uh -uh, but John is not good for my vision. And you see, if you don't have, if you don't know how to say no, you can never achieve anything great in life. You did hear what I said? If you don't know how to say what? Yes, if you how to say no to people you cannot achieve great things in life if you don't know when to call off the party you can't achieve great things in life because if you are too nice and I always say it and I'll keep saying it until it enters every part of your spirit sometimes being too nice does not get a job done you hear what I said yes, yes it doesn't get a job done why? Because when you are too nice, you want to please everybody and so everything goes in your life and guess what? You end up wasting your own life and destroying your own life. You become, you, you, you begin to embark on a self-destructive activity and I said to you, you are the CEO of your life. You fire and hire who you want to come into your life. Yes. So if you have a vision, God will make provision, bring people. See, the word provision comes from the, the main word is what? Vision. The main word is what? Vision. Pro is a prefix, isn't it? Yes. Hello? Hello? Oh, you don't understand what a prefix is. It's not your fault. Let's watch, let's watch, let's watch. 
So provision is for vision. Somebody say for vision. For vision. So God will make provision for you when you have what? A vision. Every provision that God makes come your way is for your provision in the sense of financing, in the sense of human resources, in the sense of um, 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 capital, in the sense of money, anything, any provision that God brings your way, it is supposed to help you fulfill your vision. So, you know what happens? You know, when I went home after first service, I mean, I want to ask you to appreciate the media team. Come on, put your hands together. Let's appreciate them. I actually didn't know that when we finished the first service, the video is on YouTube. I got to know this morning. I didn't know that. So I went home. So I wanted to listen to one of my own sermons because I have to listen to myself. If you don't listen to yourself, you need, you need to listen. I listened to So I went home. I was trying to look for a sermon I have preached in the time past. And I, we, walked, we launched on, uh, I launched on um, the morning service. Ah, so I started listening. I'm like, wow, this preacher is a good preacher. I was admiring myself. I was admiring myself for the morning service. And I listen, I literally listened almost all through before coming here. And as I was listening, something dropped in my spirit about provision. And that is what I want to share with you right now before we go to what we have for today. Now, somebody say provision. Provision. I said, God gives you a provision for your vision. So now when God gives you a provision and you don't have a vision, do you know what happens? You use that provision to support someone else that has what? A vision. Period. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Sir. Yes. So when you, when God makes provision available unto you, and you, you don't have any vision for your life. So what happens is that the provision that you have received, it is channeled towards what? Supporting someone that has what? So you need to be able to have a vision for your life. And vision, God will bring finances, people, resources, skills, talent to help you to get to where you are supposed to get to. But when God brings them and you are not able to utilize them well, guess what? He will channel it to somewhere else. Last point. I said, vision is what? Time sensitive. I said, vision is people sensitive. And the last one, I said, vision is time sensitive. Tell me about vision is time sensitive. Vision is time sensitive. Go with me to Habakkuk now. I'm, I'm, and we are starting from here. Everything I've said, I've said it before in the first service and also in last Sunday's second service. So we are now beginning the word for today. Habakkuk chapter 2. Shall we read one go? He says, write the vision and make it what? It's written there, shall we read? He says, one. The Bible says, say, God said, 
God said to Habakkuk, write the vision and engrave it plainly on clear tablets so that he who reads it will what? Run. Now, this is Jehovah God speaking to a prophet, telling the prophet, write down a vision. So, vision should not be just in your head. It must be what? It must be what? Yes. In the morning, we had an activity. We are going to have the same activity right now. All of us, you are going to write your vision right now. So, get yourselves ready. Before we close, you must write something down. Now, he says, write down your vision and make it plain. Now, verse 3. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Okay, shall we all read? Give me New King James to make it easy for us to read. And we all read in agreement. One go. He says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Even though it delays what? Wait for it. Vision is time sensitive. Every vision that God gives you is bound in time. And it unfolds in time. And it is fulfilled in time. Amen? Every vision. Sometimes you can have a vision and you, you are trying your best all the way to make it to get it done in a certain time frame, but it doesn't happen, not because, it, I mean, God does not want it to happen or you're not doing your best, just because sometimes it may not be the right time for the fulfillment of that vision. Amen? When the timing of every vision is right, nothing can stop it. Did you hear what I said? Yes. When the timing is right for you to have your own company, nothing can stop you. Amen. When the timing is right for you to become a senior pastor of Utawala branch, nothing can stop you. Amen. Okay, when the, these people, when the timing is right for you to become the senior pastor of the New York branch, nothing will stop you. Amen. See, when I said Utawala, nobody said amen. New York, amen. So, yes, vision is what? Location sensitive. <laughs> yeah, so you need to understand that when timing is right, nothing can what? Stop you. Absolutely nothing can stop you. You say the vision is yet for what? An appointed time. Say my vision is for an appointed time. My vision is for it looks delayed, but it will come to pass. Say, my vision is for an appointed time. My vision is for an appointed Shout it again. My vision is for an appointed time. My vision is for an appointed Shout time. Shout it again. My vision is for an appointed time. My vision is for an appointed time. Yes, it will come to pass. Say, by the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it will surely come to pass. It will not tarry. God's word concerning your life will manifest without fail. Amen. Shout God's word concerning me. God's word concerning me. Will manifest. Will manifest. Shout it. It will manifest. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So vision is time sensitive, just like purpose. And also, that I'm number nine, which I didn't add. The vision is also location sensitive. Tell me, neighbor, vision is location sensitive. 
Mission is location sensitive. Yeah, so maybe if we take you to New York to start a church, you may not succeed, but you can succeed in Utawala. <laughs> the emphasis is maybe, maybe. Maybe you may not succeed in New York, but you may succeed in Utawala. You might never know. Amen? Amen. Say vision is location sensitive. Vision is location sensitive. Yes. Vision is location sensitive. There are certain places that breeds and helps your vision to succeed. Certain locations, they just make sure your vision just becomes easy. You just run through it so easily. Now, how to fulfill your vision? Number one, how do you make your vision come to fruition? How, all this is to prepare you for 2020. Yes. How do you fulfill your vision? Number one, if you want to achieve your vision, you must be passionate about it. Tell your neighbor, be passionate. Be passionate. Tell your neighbor, be passionate. Be passionate. You must be what? Passionate about that vision. Someone said, if you want to succeed as hard as you want to breathe, you'll be successful. See, you cannot stop breathing. You continue breathing. So if you really desire success in the same manner that which you breathe, in other words, you are so passionate about it and engrossed in it, there is nothing that can stop you from achieving your vision. See, some people say, oh, me, I want to succeed, but they don't really want to succeed. I, I, want, to, I want to do this, but they don't really, they are not so passionate about it. You must get yourself engrossed in anything that you set your heart to do. Otherwise, ladies and gentlemen, if you approach any vision with a lackadaisical attitude, I'm telling you, you can go nowhere. Are we together? You must be what? Passionate about your vision. You wake up in the morning, it drives you. You are so engrossed in it. The other day, Jesus said, the zeal for your house has eaten me up. The zeal and the passion for the things of God ate him up to an extent that he could not even rest. You want to build a house next year? Be passionate about it. You want to further your education next year? Be passionate about it. You must keep telling yourself what you want to do and confessing it to yourself and declaring it to yourself, declaring it to yourself, declaring it. See, because the more you confess it, the more it enters your subconscious mind and the more your entire being is oriented to towards achieving that goal. If you don't keep telling yourself, I really want to do this. I must do this. I will do it. I must do it. You, you get yourself engrossed in it. You see, passion is what drives you to a place of accomplishment. Somebody say passion. Sure. When you are passionate about something, it drives you to the place of accomplishment. You are so passionate about it and nothing else matters. Not until you have achieved it. When you are passionate about something, you don't stop talking about a thing. And some of you are passionate about football. You don't stop talking about football. You are passionate about some 
player that is earning 200 pounds a week and they don't even give you one pound and you can argue with your own brother to an extent that you don't talk to your brother because of a certain footballer that is collecting money and enjoying their own money. Passionate about football. Passionate about Arsenal. Are we here? Yes. Yes. When you are passionate about your vision, nothing can stop you. Some people set goals and visions for their life, but they are not so passionate about it. That is why you don't achieve it. How well do you really want that thing that you say you want to achieve it? How passionate are you about it? You wake up thinking about it. You sleep thinking about it. Every aspect of your being must be engrossed in the thing. That is how you achieve a vision. You must be passionate about it. Tell your neighbor, be passionate about your vision. Be passionate about your vision. Say it again. Say, be passionate about your vision. Be passionate about your vision. Yes, you must be passionate about that vision that you want to accomplish. Number two, if you want to... See, some people, oh, if I get it, fine. If I don't, it's okay. That one, you don't, you don't, you don't accomplish anything. You can't go far with that attitude. Be passionate. Be, you see, when you are so passionate about something, everything within your system aligns towards making it happen. Are you hearing me? Yes. Number two, if you want to achieve the vision, I said it, write it down. Tell your neighbor, write it down. Yes. Statistics show that 42 percent of people, I mean, um, 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 those that write their vision has got 42 percent, are 42 percent more likely to achieve their goals and their dreams than those who don't. When you write your vision down, you stand an extra 42 percent chance of making that dream come to pass if you write it down. I said to you in the morning, if you don't write your vision down, it is what? It's a fantasy. It's not a dream. It's not a vision. It's going nowhere. It is just something like you are daydreaming. You know, some people, they can daydream. They can daydream themselves in New York, in Las Vegas. They are still staying in Kahawa, but they are dreaming. Wow. Wow. So, if you just, if you don't write your dream down, it becomes a fantasy. Even God told Habakkuk to write down the vision. And make it plain on tablets so that when somebody reads it, it stirs them up. I forgot to bring you my book. I said to you, in the morning service, I said, I have a book I have kept from 2006. Every year resolution from 2006 is written in that book. I still have it. 2006 is how many years now? 17 years now. Some of you, you were in primary school. I have kept that book from 2006. From 2006, every resolution, 2006 resolution, 2009, 2008, all of them up to today, I still have that book. And every year, I write down my resolution in the same book. And I make sure I get myself into it, follow it to make sure it happens. Amen? Yes. 
So you must be passionate about your vision if you want to get it done. Number two, you must write it down. Number three, after writing it down, you must plan and strategize for your vision and work towards it. Tell your neighbor, strategize for the vision. Strategize for the vision. Tell your neighbor, strategize for the vision. Strategize for the vision. Say it, strategize for the vision. Strategize for the vision. Now let's go. Give me Luke chapter 14, verses 28. Luke chapter 14, verses 28. Shall we read? Luke chapter 14, verses 28. We are reading from verse 28 to 32. Shall we read one go? Okay, hold on. Shall we all read? One, go. Now let's go back to 28. The Bible says, For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first to count the cost, whether he has enough to what? Yeah. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus in this particular parable is talking about planning and strategy. Somebody say planning and strategy. Planning and strategy. Shout it again. Say planning and strategy. Now, Jesus says, if you want to build a tower, why don't you sit down first and count the cost? Plan to know what you really need in order for you to do that. Whether you have enough resources to get it done. Next verse. Least after you have laid the foundation, you go to Kisumu, you want to build, you, you've told everybody in that village, me, I'm going to build a mansion. And you don't have what it takes to build a mansion. So you start, you finish, and then it's, you finish the foundation, then you get stuck. And you are not able to finish. What will happen? Jesus said, people will begin to what? Mock you. And said, this man began to build and was unable to finish. So before you undertake anything, you have the plan and you decide, what do I need to make sure this plan come to pass? If you say you want to save 500,000 next year, what are you going to do to make sure that that savings that you have set for yourself, it is going to happen? Every dream, every vision that you set for yourself in the coming year, you need to sit down, ask yourself, have a conversation with yourself. Do I have the capacity, what it takes to make this thing happen or not? If you don't, now you try to strategize and bring, it, bring in what you need to ensure that you are able to accomplish that vision. Are we here? Or what can go into war against another does not sit down first to consider whether he is able to with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him or with 20,000. Jesus said even when you are going to war, 
you have to first sit down and assess your military capacity to know how many soldiers you are going to go to war with. That talks about sitting down and planning. So it is not just good enough to have a vision or a resolution written down on paper. You must also strategize on how you are going to make it what happen. Amen? Yeah. You see, the problem with us as Christians is that we over-spiritualize everything. Did you hear what I said? Can I ask you a very simple question? Everybody look at me. If you are sleeping, if somebody is sleeping, just love them a little and tell them the man of God is talking to you. Now, listen to me. Let me ask you a very simple question. I ask every year. The way you are living your life, if no witch from your village decides that they have this, if the witches in your village say they have given up on you, they, for them from today, they will not attack you. All the altars in your village will not fight you. All the enchanters, diviners, they say you, they have given up on you. Okay, the question I'm asking you is, if all those demonic forces stop attacking you, the way you are living your life, are you sure you can be successful? Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, if we put all those switches on the side, because now, Christians, we over-spiritualize everything. We always attribute our failure to a witch, a sorcerer. So, yes, they fight us. I'm not saying they don't fight us. Some of you, they are fighting you. They are not one or two. Some of you, they are hundred. So, <laughs> the witches from your village, they are a lot. But what if they say they don't want to fight you? The way you are living your life, are you sure you are going to be successful? Are we together? You need to ask yourself that question. So if you know the way you are even living your life, you yourself, you are not putting in much effort. You know. You yourself, you know. You are not doing much. There is no way you are able to. If all those witches choose not to attack you, some of you will still fail. Why? Because of the way you live your life. No structure, no systems, no standards, no principles, no nothing. I was saying in the morning, if you earn 50,000 a month and every week you are spending like 3,000 on alcohol, yeah? 3,000. So times 12, times 4 is what? 12,000. So 12,000 every month you are spending on alcohol and you begin to blame the witches in your village for not helping you prosper. Who is fighting who? Are you getting what I'm saying? And some of you don't just drink, you drink other things. And you get frustrated. And you begin to blame the witch in your village. Some of the witches in your village, they just that they cannot come and tell you. They would have told you, this one, I'm not involved. This one, I'm not involved. You are fighting me for no reason. This one is you. Because, see, when you have a proper plan and a proper strategy for your life, I'm telling you, nothing can stop you. You know why? The Bible says in the book of Genesis, even ministries that has got no structure, they don't last. They have got no systems. They don't last. Even God, Jehovah God, when you, I told you, if you want to find revelation to everything, go to Genesis. The Bible says, and God formed man from the dust of the ground, number one. 
And then he breathed into man the ruach, the spirit and the essence of God. For God to form man, for man to become a living organism, first he formed man from the dust of the ground. That signifies system, structure, framework. And after that, he breathed into man a spirit, the anointing, power. And the Bible says, and man became a living being. Man could not become a living being first. God didn't first breathe into air and now try to push structure on the air. It wouldn't work. He first formed the systems, the structures, and then comes to put the spirit in the structures. Then it begins to work. Every human being, if you want your life to become living, structured, moving forward, you must have systems, structures, things in place, and then after that, you add the anointing. The reason why most churches don't last and they don't go far is that it's fire, 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 no structure, no systems. So guess what? They cannot go anywhere. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So if you really want to achieve anything, you need to strategize and plan towards it. Most people begin the year with dreams, ideas. Me, this year is my year. This year, by fire, by tender, I will achieve. But after, after February, they lose God. All the energy, the enthusiasm with which they approach the year, it just dissipates into the thin air. Number four. If you want to fulfill your vision, pray about your vision. Present the vision to God. Tell your neighbor, present it to God. Present it to God. You know why I didn't start with pray about it first? Because that is why we do. You don't even write it down because things must follow the proper hierarchical order. If you don't, you have not written it down, you are not passionate about it, even if you pray, it's not going to work. Amen? Amen. So after you have written it down, you have a strategy on how to be able to achieve it. Then you take it to God in prayer. Give me Job chapter 38 verses 12. Job 38 verses 12. Shall we read one go? Mm -hmm. He says, now this is God speaking to Job. And God said to Job, have you ever commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know his place? God makes a pronouncement and says to Job, Job, you can literally command the beginning of the day and align it in order for it to do and become what you want it to become and do what you want it to do. So when you get into prayer with your vision, you now begin to declare as you are about to start this project, as you are about to start that, you begin to align it in accordance with what you desire. And the elements will be aligned to favor you and work it in such a way that it becomes what you desire. You present it in prayer. Father, I am desiring to go to America. Father, I have my visa. 
Father, as I get there, I know the job I'm going to do. There is somebody, you begin to present the matter to God in prayer. Amen? Amen. Yes. You command the day, you command the morning, you command the year, you command the weeks. Let me tell you, spiritually, everything has an ear. Say after me, everything has an ear. Everything, has everything an ear. can hear in the spirit. I think two, it was two weeks ago or so that I was talking about that everything, Jesus cast the victory and the victory responded. If a tree could respond to the voice of the Messiah, anything can respond. You speak to your career. You want your career to take a new dimension. You begin to speak to it. You begin to make a pronouncement to it. You declare to that thing that you desire to do. You want your business to go to the next level. You speak to the business. Every single thing that you desire in the coming year, after you have written it down, you have your strategy, present it to God in prayer and pray consistently about it. Tell your neighbor, pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Yes, you declare in the morning, you declare in the evening, you declare about it. And I told you, the scripture in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, where the Bible says, this book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall what? You shall what? Meditate upon it. No, 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 no. You shall what? Now, I want you to use the right word. Shall we read one go? No, no, no. Shall we read one go? Uh-huh. Okay. Now, those of you that did a bit of concord in school, the Bible says, this book of law shall not depart from you but this, but you shall meditate in a day and and the Hebrew word for this is what? Hagar. Say Hagar. Hagar. Now the word meditate used in this scripture is the Hebrew word Hagar, which does not mean the, and the, your understanding of meditate, which is to ponder, which means to utter, to speak, to declare. So he talks about mouth here, and it connects with the Hebrew word Hagar here, which means to declare. In other words, this book of law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall declare it day and night. Then you shall observe to do what is written therein, for then you shall make your way prosperous and have good what? Success. Are you here? Yes, sir. Yes, so for you to have good success, you must be haggaying the word. I declare I shall be the head and not the tail. I declare my organizations, my company shall excel. We shall get multi-million dollar contracts. You speak it. Not only in the morning, you speak it in the morning, you speak it in the evening, you declare it over your life. And everything begins to align in accordance with what you have spoken. Amen. And it begins to work for you. But you see, when you make yourself like you, you are super spiritual. And you don't even pray about that which, can I tell you something? Yes, sir. We come online in the morning, we pray. We come online in the evening, we pray. If I pray, you need to pray. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. If I pray, you need to pray. So, you must present your vision to God in prayer. Declare it. Tell your neighbor, declare it. Declare it. Yes. So, if whatever vision that you have, you keep speaking about it, that is how you get it fulfilled. Number five. 
be intentional about be intentional and work towards what your vision be intentional and work towards what your vision yes be intentional tell your neighbor be intentional be intentional be intentional in this coming year be even intentional about your friends you don't choose your neighbors but at least your friends you can choose like who you are sitting with in church you didn't choose you just came and did you sit by the person but you can decide to make the person your friend or not by the way they look at you the way they smile at you see See, we serve a God that is very intentional. Somebody say intentional. Intentional. God is intentional about every single thing that he does. When he wanted them to make the ark, he actually gave dimensions, specifics, even how he's supposed to look. He gave, when even Noah was told to make, even Noah's ark, God gave specifics and dimensions. That is how intentional he is. But some of us, we are not intentional with our lives because we make room for miracles. You hear what I said? Yes. You just make room for miracles. Those days when we used to be in school, we are going to write exams and we study, 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 study. Some Christians will come, ah, you make room for a miracle. Why are you studying too much? <laughs> they tell you, don't study too much. Make room so that a miracle will happen. You must be intentional. Tell your neighbor, be intentional. Be intentional. Give me Exodus chapter 25, verse 10. I want to finish this thing so that I, because I don't have any other time to go back to this particular series. I'm ending it this year, and then next year we can start with something new. Now, now God was going to tell them, God was telling Moses to make an ark, and let's hear what he told him. One go. They shall make an ark of what? He didn't say mahogany wood. God wants Noah, um, I mean Moses to make an ark. He says he gives specifics of even the wood, the type of wood that you are supposed to use. Are you getting me? So that is why when you, when you see me telling you I want this thing done, I want it done in this particular way because I am following after my father God. Are you getting me? Yes. He said make it of what? Two and a half shall be it, and a cubit and a half shall be it, and a cubit and a half shall be it. Can you imagine? That is the dimensions of the ark. God could, don't you tell God, just make an ark. Make something. God is a perfectionist. He is that king, intentional with his work. Tell him anyway, intentional. Yeah, so you must also be intentional about your life. Amen? Amen? Be intentional. Don't accept anybody into your life. Because that is why you get, most people get destroyed. Anybody, some, there are some people, they have no standards, they have no values, they have got no principles. Anybody goes, anything goes. That is how you get destroyed. If you are watching me and you are looking at me, and you are staying in your home. God said me, I should speak to somebody who is watching. You don't have values. You don't have standards. Look into the camera. I'm looking at, look at me. Yes, you are the one I'm talking about. No, it's true. Some people, they don't have standards. They don't. 
like, oh, as long as it looks okay and sounds okay, it is okay. My friend, it is not okay. You must have values because, see, if you don't stand up for something, you fall for everything. You must be someone people can trust you for something. I mean, we, when your name is mentioned, there must, be, there must be something that can be identified with your name. Oh, prophet, he's a man of excellence. Yes. People should identify your name with something. Not just you are just there. You are just around. Hey, you are Nico Tell your neighbor be intentional. Be intentional. Tell your neighbor be intentional. Be intentional. Tell your neighbor be intentional. Be intentional. Now be intentional with your friends. Be intentional with where you go. Be intentional with what you do. Amen? Amen. I always say this. If you see me put this water here, I would have thought, okay, in two years' time, what will happen to this action of mine that I have done? Are you getting my point? Yes. Yes. I don't just think of, okay, this thing I have done. No. You must be a thinker. You must have a strategy. You must be intentional. So that in three years time, that action does not come back to bite you. By the time you have done it, you must have contingency plan. In case anything goes wrong, what are you going to do? Are you getting my point? Yes. yes. You must be intentional and work towards everything that you seek to achieve in the coming year. Be intentional with the people you hang around with. Because there are some people, they are time wasters. There are some people, they are destiny abortionists. There are some people, they are negative advertisers. Just opening yourself, they will just advertise you negatively. Be intentional about your life. I used to tell you when I was young. See, my father used to, from the age of nine, my father used to give us money. For the month. I started managing my money at the age of nine. So he will give you a salary. So when you wake up and you are going to school, you don't come to him for money, for pocket money. You just wake up and go. So he give you money for the month. It is your responsibility to manage that money for the month. For me, by 15, sometimes 12, somehow all that money will finish. So now, <laughs> I'll have to find a way to survive for the rest of the month. For the rest of the days of the month. So I came up with a strategy. Somebody say a strategy. There was a rice seller in our school. I befriended the rice seller. I was a young boy, but I was using my head. So when my father gives me the money, Solomon, I will take half and I will go and give half to the rice seller. She was called Amina. She was a Muslim. Says Amina will say, Ah, David, you are a good boy. You have given me this money. I said, Yes, take. But I was what? Intentional. So, by 15th, when my money is finished, I gave one third of the money to the rice seller. So, from 15th to 30th, when it's break time, I just go, Ah, Amina, how are you? <laughs> so, we will be sharing stories. Amina will give me rice, fish, meat, everything. 
and I will eat. That money, that the amount of food she used to give me daily from 15 was more, far more than the money I gave her. I was only nine. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. I was what? Intentional. Intentional with my actions. Tell your neighbor, be intentional. Be intentional. Yes. I need to go to Ghana and look for that woman. She used to save us. Yes. Number five. Number six. Number five is being intentional. And I think then I skipped one. Number six is what? Discipline yourself and pursue. My nose is different from what is on the slide, but I think maybe I missed one. Go to number seven. Let me see if it, is, if it will show up. No. Number eight. Okay. It's all right. Okay. It's there. Go back to um, six. Discipline yourself and pursue your vision and avoid what? Tell your neighbor, avoid distractions. Avoid distractions. Last week I said to you, the bigger your vision, the greater the distractions you encounter. You hear me? The bigger your visions, the greater the distractions you encounter. When you have got a big vision, your distractions are big. And big ones for that matter. When your vision is big, distractions are also what? Yes. But you need discipline in order to help you pursue that vision. Let me say this. Discipline is the bridge between your goals and your achievements. Discipline is the bridge between your goals and your achievements. The goals is that you want to build a house. The achievement is that you have built the house. So between what you have decided to do and that accomplishment, you require what? Discipline. You must have the capacity to discipline yourself. Otherwise, I am telling you, it doesn't matter how hard you pray, you may not be able to accomplish it. The difference between who you are and who you want to be is also what? You require discipline and high level discipline sometimes in order to get to where you want to get to. The main reason why some people are not able to achieve their endeavors is because they are not disciplined and committed to achieving it. I posted something on my status today. I said some people become successful because they were born to become successful. Others become successful because they are determined become successful. There are some people, it is doubt of determination. Some people never had a prophecy. Let me tell you, all my life, I have had only three prophecies. Three. All my life. All my life, I've had three prophecies. Some of you, how many prophecies have you not received? Ten. But you are still here. All my life, I had three, like this, three prophecies. And I just held on to those three prophecies and I prayed them into where I have become. The first prophecy I received was what my spiritual father gave me when he had come to our school. 
And I was leading prayer after that. He talked, he called and said, ah. He mentioned, Are you David? And I said, Yes. And then he began to prophesy, I'll have an international ministry, blah, 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 whatever. And that, that was the first prophecy I received. And that prophecy, I would not have believed it. Because me, my father was a pastor. I've seen too much in church. So there was nothing really that was carrying me in church. I believed it because he told me three things that God had already told me. That is what made me believe the prophecy and made me start to connect with him. Everything he told me, God had already told me. So I said, how can somebody confirm exactly three things? He said, I'll be a preacher. He said, I'll be, I will do, do well in business, which I am doing. Are you getting me? And he said, I will also be an academician, which I am doing. Are you getting me? Those three things he said, God had already told me and it's manifested. I prayed through it and it manifested. The second time I received another prophecy from one of my spiritual father's friends and then the last prophecy I received from another man of God. That is the only prophecies I've received in my life. I think two, yeah, the last prophecy was also from my spiritual father. The, that is only, pro, other, other than that, I've not received any prophecy. The rest is hard work, determination, and being ready to succeed. Are you getting me? Yes. So you must be ready to push yourself and discipline yourself in order for you to be able to succeed. Tell your neighbor discipline. Discipline. Now give me 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 27. Give me from Amplified. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 27. Shall we read one go? Give me from Amplified, I said. He said, but I discipline myself and bring it under subjection. This is Apostle Paul speaking. He says, he brings his flesh like a boss. He Brings his flesh under subjection. Somebody say under subjection. Under subjection. Yes. Says, but I, but like a boxer, I discipline my body and bring it as, and make it my slave, so that after I have preached the gospel to others, I myself will not show somehow be disqualified as unfit for. You see, he Paul was saying, even him as a preacher. He must learn how to discipline his body. Otherwise, he will be unfit for the work. If you don't have discipline, I'm telling you, there is absolutely nothing you can do as a person. Now, let me, there are some questions you need to ask yourself in the presence of your goals. Number one, write it down if you have a pen. Is what I'm doing daily making my life better? What I am doing daily, is it making my life better? The way I watch Netflix, seven hours, eight hours every day, does it make my life better? Ask yourself the way you are, what you are doing, is it making your life better? Number one, ask yourself that question. Number two, do I spend, what do I spend most of my time doing? What do you spend most of your time doing? Most of you spend most of your time motioning with wrong people. Gossip. That does not glorify. If I continue my week, my day, and my month 
like this, how fruitful will my life become? If you can find answers to these three things and restructure and redesign your life, I'm telling you, you have a better 2024. The way you are living your life every day, if you continue like this, are you sure you are going to be successful? The way tomorrow you are in Peter's house, the next day you are in Ben's house, the next day you are in Andrew's house, every day you are rotating in three people's houses. In the name of you are going to preach. My friend, they have a better preacher. His name is Prophet David. Stop! Hello? Yes. What do you spend most of your time doing? If you tell me what you spend most of your time doing, I can tell you how your life is going to be. See, in this house, we pray a lot. Don't you know that we pray a lot? Yes, yeah, so you need to couple your prayer with proper principles that will help you become what? Successful. Couple your prayer with proper principles. The other day I was telling our team that when they are doing the Olympics, you know the Olympics, Olympics or maybe World, World Cup, you know, before they do the World Cup, they come and do those um, presentations, yeah? You don't see one error. The lights don't go out. Somebody doesn't fall. Everything is systematically done. Can I tell you something? Those guys, when they are planning, they don't pray. But everything still gets done. So what are you telling me? If they don't pray, be, but they can follow systems and structure and protocol and make things happen. When we pray, we should do better. Yes. If those guys don't pray, they can organize Olympics, give a presentation, and there is no error. And you come and stand here, do the presentation, and you are misbehaving. My friend, you went home long time. Because you pray, you have rehearsed, you have planned, you have strategized. You must give something better. You have been anointed with oil. Not just ordinary oil. The one I brought from Israel. So how are you misbehaving? So if you continue my week, my day, my month like this, how fruitful will my life become? Now, let's go to the next point for the sake of time, trying to run up. Are you learning something? Yes, sir. Seek knowledge and information required to facilitate your vision. The Bible says my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Yes. If you want to succeed, seek knowledge that is required for your vision. Anything that you need to know, go for it. Read. If you want to Know more about God, read the word. If you want to know more about the certain business or line of profession, just read, engage. Knowledge is not given. Knowledge is acquired. Nobody will put knowledge, give you. You must sit down and acquire, look for it. Amen? Yes. Let's skip. I'm just trying to rush through it. Number eight, connect with the right people that believe in your vision. Tell your neighbor, connect with the right people. Connect with the right people. Yes, connect with the right people that believe in your vision. 
connect with the right people that have got skills and talents needed for your vision. The right people. The right people. When we read Exodus chapter 36 from um, um, 1 to 2, um, um, give me from the amplifying. God wanted the work of the house done and God told Moses, I am going to give you two people who are skilled in what they do and these two guys will help you accomplish what I want. In other words, Moses, it is not everybody that you need to bring into this job. These two guys, they have the skill. What you seek to do, what you seek to accomplish, you don't need quantity. You need quality people. Quality people that will help you achieve what you want to achieve. Amen? Yes. Bezalel and Holiab and every skilled person in whom the Lord has put ability to understand and to know how to do the work in the construction of the sanctuary. Shall work according to all that the Lord has commanded. The people whose name were mentioned are Bezaiah and Holiab and the others. Those two people were enough. The rest he says God wanted the house to be built and things in the house of the Lord to be done. Now the names of people who are mentioned were Bezaiah and Holiab. Oh, oh. Now, the question is this. If God knew he has put talents in these two people, and he, let's assume Moses does not select these two he selects, he selects some, someone else. What will happen? The work will not be done in the way it's supposed to be done. Can I tell you something? There are certain skilled people, talented people, God is going to bring your way. Amen. To help you fulfill your vision. There are people who, are, who carry wealth and money. That God is going to bring your way. I receive. There are people whose voices are heard in the corridors of power. They shall mention your name in board meetings. I receive. Oh my God. God is going to bring the right people that you need. When they are making a decision, who's supposed to be the next CEO? They shall mention your name. I receive. When they are making a decision, who should we make the director for this bank? They shall mention your name. I receive. May God bring you the right people. I, I said, may God bring you the right people. I, I said, may God bring you the right people. I, I said, may God bring you the right people. If you are here, shout, I receive. Shout in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anybody connected to my vision. Anybody anybody God has ordained to help me fulfill my vision we command them to appear 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 in the name of Jesus the other day David was seated down and he said I desire the I desire water from the well that is at Bethlehem and the well, David was in Jerusalem. Bethlehem was within the confines of the lands of the Philistines. And David said, I want water from a certain well. And the well is in the camp of my enemy. And the Bible says there were men called the men of David. They said, sir, it doesn't matter what you need. We will enter the camp of the enemy and go and draw water for you. Can I tell you something? God can bring you people who be ready to risk their lives. My God, I wish I came to preach for someone. People that will be ready. We don't 
care what we have to lose. We are ready to raise our lives for you, sir. It doesn't matter what is needed. We are ready to go to Bethlehem, draw the water, and bring it to you, sir. If we die, we die. If we succeed, we succeed. I pray for you. May God release men and women that will put their lives on the line for you. May God bring you men and women that will be ready to lay down their lives and say, sir, we are ready to advance your cause. We are ready to advance your vision. We are ready to push you forward. It doesn't matter what it takes. It doesn't matter how hard it takes. We are ready to break through the troop and break every barrier for you. We make a prayer tonight. May God bring us such people. Men and women that will be ready to enter the enemy's camp and bring us what we need. Every Moses had a Joshua. Every Abraham had an Eliezer. Every Esther had a Mordecai. Every David had an Ahitophel and a Joab. Every Paul had a Mark. I make a prayer for you. Anybody you need to help you get to your prophetic destination, to help you fulfill your vision, may Jehovah release him. 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 Sometimes the prophecy can be fulfilled not by men that pray in tongues. The prophecy said the Messiah will resurrect from a tomb. The Jesus was crucified on a cross. He took a politician, Joseph of Arimathea, to go to Pontius Pilate and said, Sir, hey, we demand the body to put in a tomb. At the time, the 12 disciples who were working miracles, they had all run away. It needed somebody whose voice can be heard in the corridors of power. I make a prayer for you. May God release someone whose voice is heard to speak on your behalf. May God release someone whose voice is heard to speak on your behalf. I lift a prayer over your head. Any help you need from any quarters, I lift a prayer. May God release that helper. 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 Your vision will not die. Your dream will not die. Your purpose will not die. Anyone assigned for you. We call them forth. 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 In the name of Jesus. Be upstanding. May God release men and women like the mighty men. The Bible calls them the mighty men of David. They say, Sir, you need water from Bethlehem. That is by the enemy's camp. And the Bible says the well was at the gates of Bethlehem. Mahalo Prahasita. Do you know what it means? At the gates of every city, that is where their military men, the strongest of their armies were. But the men were saying, We are ready to break through the troop and go and bring you the water you need. Can I tell you something? Yes. God will give you one man. 
Be ready to do anything just to ensure that you move forward. God will bring you one person, one woman, one person that will be ready to risk their lives, risk their jobs, risk anything about them. Father, release that man. Father, release those helpers. Father, release those people. Every person we need. Delay Mahatoa. Lakatopra Alias. Esanelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelel
you are declaring in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That may God bring you the three mighty men of David. People that will be ready to risk their lives for your vision. Don't you think it's possible? It is. And it's very possible. It is very. Even me, I've risked my life for certain people. We, may, we take serious risks for certain people. You are lifting up your voice in prayer. The Father, may you release unto me men that will be ready to advance my cause. Men that will be ready to stand with us. Come on, lift up your voice. Saliapa, 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 Saliap
you are commanding people to locate you. You are declaring, may those Gentiles come as you shine. Anytime you need help from anywhere, you shall not lack help. I receive you. May God release helpers that will advance your cause. People will put in a word for you. Amen. When you don't even deserve it, people will put in a word for you. People will advertise you positively. You are lifting up your voice in prayer. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Labrantoria Bazoa. Lift up your voice right here. 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 Asonia Matos. Today we were supposed to pray for families. I just want to lift you lift up your voice and pray for your family. That every barrier that has resisted your family for too long. Today you declare that barrier to be broken. In the name of Jesus. You are speaking over your family bloodline. And you are declaring that there shall be no restraint any longer. Amen. That your family shall be permanently delivered. Amen. Shout in the name of Jesus. In, in the, the name, name of Jesus. Jesus. Every evil cycle. Every, every evil, evil cycle that runs through my bloodline. That, that runs through my bloodline. I declare. I declare. Let it break. Let it break. I pronounce. I pronounce over my family. Over my family. From today. From today. Satanic altars. Satanic altars. Demonic cycles. Demonic cycles. Are broken. 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 Come on, lift up your voice right now. Lebrando shalala branca baya Selelelelelelele washoka Shalia Aloya Azota Sande 
overnight we are going to make that prayer dangerously. That may God do a new thing. Something new in your life. Something new in your family. Something new in your household. You are declaring today Father do a new thing. 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 Come on lift up your voice. Talk to God. Liba hazoda bana bana Seya gadusha branta Come on lift up your voice 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 Ikapado shadada baya Rata dadada bakosha la 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 branta taliata Shalia atodia tatalia pa Father, do a new thing in our lives. Father, do a new thing in our families. Do a new thing in the church. In the mighty name of Jesus. 